What is the number one question you get asked about Medicare? I think it's specifically around, first of all, how does it work? Okay. People don't understand how it works. Okay. And how much am I going to pay for it? Okay. And what are my choices? So that wasn't the number one question. Those were the three top questions. Did you know that I have three really complicated relationships in my life? With me, myself, and I? Close. My relationship with money, my relationship with people, and my relationship with self. And they're all connected together because when my relationship with money got out of whack, it totally had an impact on those other relationships. That, my friend, is what we call having financial sobriety. So who are you? I'm Matthew Grishman. Who are you? Jim Gebhardt. And we're a couple of financial advisors trying to have an untraditional conversation about our favorite topic, money. Let's go. What are you grateful for this morning? I am grateful for the opportunity to be out of my comfort zone and here in the podcast studio with you. And oh, Jeff. at least that's what I keep telling myself. Right there, you go. <laughs> and I gotta, uh, I gotta throw a dose of gratitude on for that. That. We're able to kind of keep the show rolling here while Matthew is taking some time to recover from some surgery, which we'll get into in later episodes, but certainly sending our best wishes for his uh, speedy recovery. Otherwise, he would be in the studio with us today, but I'm, I'm grateful to be in studio with you to talk about a subject that we've really never addressed on financial sobriety, which is Medicare. Medicare, and then in subsequent episodes, we're going to talk about Social Security and the impact that that has to your overall financial health and well-being and financial sobriety. These are critical topics that, uh, you know, we've always made a little fun of the fact that this show isn't necessarily a show about money, and it's about the three most critical relationships that you have in your life, which is the relationship you have with your money, the relationship you have with your people, and then ultimately the relationship you have with the person looking back at you in the mirror. Well, in the greater context of financial health and well-being, whether you're 65 or not, that day is hopefully coming. And Medicare is a big deal. And so much of your experience, going back to when we were just, we weren't even newlyweds, we were, we were dating. Right. When you were first in, involved and very active in setting up some of the, you know, the very first, remind me again what the, those were called? Medicare Advantage plans. Medicare Advantage plans in Northern yes. California. yes. Fast forward after 20 years of being at home as a mom, your Medicare expertise is becoming more and more of a, a critical conversation that we have with clients. This is one of the things I'm excited to talk with you about today is I think there's this big misnomer, correct me if I'm wrong, Okay. that most people think as they start to approach the Medicare years, which is officially 65 years old, mm -hmm. it's no big deal. It's easy. Mm -hmm. It's just I sign up for Medicare and psh, there, there, there we go. Fair to say? Uh, sure. Yes, right? probably. Same applies Some, to Social somewhat. Security. And uh, this episode right. today is right. going to be brought to you by Medicare. But Right. So snooze alert. Right. Well, and if that's, you're 40 years old and you don't care about Medicare. and you, uh, No, unless, but your parents but might. But your parents. But that's where it does apply. Even if you're 40 years old and you don't care about Medicare right now, you could care and probably should care about your parents' situation with Medicare. And that's why we want to make this conversational today and not have it be some kind of webinar, you know, audio webinar on just right. a droning on about Medicare. And we're going to share some stories and get into it. 
But what I've observed through your experience with clients on the Medicare subject, it's a freaking minefield. It is so complicated. Yep. Uh, let, let's pick on Jeff, right? Let's pick on Ace. And granted, he's officially a Medicare recipient. Right. Uh, beneficiary. Beneficiary, yes. although he does look 37. Yes, he so does. He did us a favor. <laughs> and he which, acts 37 too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he did us a favor prior to enrolling in Medicare where he gathered up a month's worth of all the solicitations, all the mail, all the everything that right. came in. And it filled a Safeway shopping bag to the brim. Piggly Wiggly for those of you on the East Coast. There you go. Wegmans, come on. Wegmans, come sorry. On. We gotta, shout we out to Wegmans. Shout I can't out to Wegmans. I said Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly's in the South, dear. Okay. Yeah. There's a Piggly Wiggly in Syracuse. I still have brain damage I from going like to, to say... Piggly Wiggly uh, when I was in college. And our golf coach would give us cash when we were on spring break to go buy groceries. And he always he always insisted on us going to Piggly Wiggly. And when we went to the meat counter, we had to look for the meat that was reduced for quick sale. <laughs> so I can't think, unfortunately, in my brain when I hear Piggly Wiggly of, you know, rotting meat. Reduced for quick anyway, sale Anyway, back to the show. The thing with the Medicare to me is, and listening to the stories that you've told, is how unbelievably overwhelming it is when you get this shopping bag full of solicitations on, you know, what's best for you with Medicare? And the other thing that has, has overwhelmed me with clients is how unique each situation is. Is that, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Is that and fair to even, say? even when we walked in today, Jeff had a packet of, you know, all the solicitations he's been getting recently because we're coming up on the annual enrollment period, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. What was that? Annual enrollment period. Yeah. Also, well, let's just talk very about confusingly, it. they refer to it as the open enrollment period, too, which is not for my group health care through work. No, but just to, to reflect on what you're talking about in terms of, all of that information. And it's not necessarily, you know, what people are getting in the mail isn't necessarily what's the best plan for you. What they're getting in the mail is our plan is the best plan for you. Right. And you're getting that from, you know, 10 different carriers, lots of different kinds of plans, maybe lots of different kinds of plans, two kinds of plans, but it's hard to discern what those plans really are from a layperson's perspective. Sure. Uh, so that I think is one of the most challenging aspects of, you know, once you're 64 and a half and approaching Medicare age, which is 65 officially, is to figure out what is to kind of cut through all of the noise and figure out what exactly is the best plan for me? Which is not necessarily what was the best plan for your best buddy, your next door neighbor, 100%. your coworker, your, your aunt from Idaho. 100%. Okay. If we, if we were to just kind of like start with the very basics mm -hmm. and kind of build up to some of the expertise that you have with, with the different carriers and the different types of supplemental plans and all of, all of those things. Mm -hmm. But if, let's, just, let's just start with the real simple basics and lay out what are the, com the the components in honor of Matthew. I say components, but anyway. I know, potato, potato. Yeah. Wh what are the basics of Medicare? The basics of Medicare? Well, original Medicare is called Part A and Part B. 
And before we even kind of dive into any of that, one of the things that I think adds another level of complexity when it comes to Medicare is, and I kind of call it the Medicare alphabet soup. And there, everything seems to be related to a letter. And, Based on my last name? And that can get f- confusing. No, having nothing to do with your last name. Okay, so I don't wait in the line for the, for the G you plan. You don't, no, okay. not, for the, not for the G plan. All there is a plan G. I know. Which is the, right now, you know, kind of the most popular plan in terms of Medicare supplements. Come but on. we're getting ahead of the game. So, yeah. So, I mean, it basically starts out, you have uh, original Medicare, which is Medicare Part A and Part B. And uh, Part A covers uh, hospitalization. Okay. And that is, and and skilled nursing and, and uh, hospice, but mainly hospitalization. And that's the part of Medicare that is, quote unquote, free. So you you get you get part A of Medicare, uh, you know, when you're eligible at 65, for free, assuming you've paid into the system. Kind of like Social Security, you got to pay into the system. You got to pay Same your Medicare deal, tax. Ten, right, the Medicare tax, ten years or forty quarters. Right, and has, so it has nothing to do with how much you paid into the Medicare system. It's just that you paid into. Right, you paid the Medicare tax, and that Medicare tax is 1.45 percent of whatever you make. There's no cap on it. Okay. If you're self-employed, uh, like you and me, right? It's two point nine percent on whatever you make. Why do we pay more? We're self-employed. But why does that matter? Because there's the employer piece and there's the employee piece. And when you're self-employed, like Ace or you or me or Matthew, we are uh, we're both. So we are it, both pieces. So when it's when you work for a larger company, then does the, the larger company is paying one point four five, and you, the employee, are paying one point four five. Oh, so same thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. So Medicare Part A, you get for free. And Part B, I'm paying for. And Part B, you're paying for. And that is one of the big things people don't understand is that- They think Medicare is free. A lot of people think Medicare is free. Well, first of all, people don't understand Medicare. I mean, the bottom line is, and you really don't understand Medicare unless, you know, as you approach, unless you're someone like me who back in the day sold insurance to old people- which is what everyone said, all my friends said that I did, which is kind of what I did, but <laughs> yeah, now I'm But it had a lot of positive being, impact for oh, people. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I mean, I learned a lot, and I did, you know, I did a lot of great things for people, or think I did at least, helped people. But now as I am closer to that age of Medicare, it doesn't really seem like I'm selling insurance to old people anymore. <laughs> so the, the Part B, that's the thing that people don't really understand is how much you're paying for Medicare. And it's all based on, this is where it is based on your income. Right. This um, is tiered. It's, it's tiered. Yeah. And it's based on your income from two years prior. So let's say you- Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. That's important. It's, I was going to give an example. But there's a very particular Medicare phrase for this. Yeah, well, uh, so a, a couple of things here. It, this can also apply to Part D, D for drugs, okay. for your prescription drug plan. Okay, okay, got it. So depending on your income level. But yes, it's your what you're paying for Medicare is based on your income from two years prior. And depending on your level of income, you can have what's referred to as IRMA charges or income-related monthly adjustment amounts. Okay. Okay. So simply put, the more I make, the more I pay. Correct. Exactly. So that's what IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, the acronym stands for. Correct. All right. So it can apply to Part B. It can also apply to Part D, what you're paying, again, based on, on, on your income. And one of the things to point out here that's important for people to understand is that 
there is a, wait for it, social security form. Landmine. Uh, <laughs> that is an, an option for people if you want to dispute your income. And where this really can kind of come into play is because what you're paying for Medicare, Part B and D, is based on your income from two years prior. Let's say you stopped working a year ago. So you're actually not making as much money as you did two years ago. The form is a life-changing event form that you can submit to Social Security. And that I'm not going to say it's always going to be approved, but it's certainly, you know, something that you need to be aware of. That's a great example. And take advantage of if, if uh, you know, if the if the case applies to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing to be aware of. Let's say I'm turning 65. Let's say you're turning 65. So it's based on my my income when I was 63. Correct. So if I'm turning 65 this year in 2023, it's going off of my 2021 tax return. Correct. Okay. Correct. And where and, where and then that that would adjust every year annually because Medicare is it's run by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services or CMS. It's tied to Social Security. So when you apply for Medicare, you're actually applying through Social Security. Hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. Yes. But I think it's a, it's a big point for listeners, for other financial professionals, right? Other financial professionals that, that, plan, that do planning and the kind yeah, of work that we no, do. And, you know, not to disparage other financial professionals, but most financial professionals don't understand Medicare. No, it's and complicated. Because, yeah. It's yeah. complicated and it's not their area of expertise. Or no. even like if you think about the CFP, did you, was there a whole thing? Mm, a little bit. A little bit. On Medicare. But that we have found to be a bit of a minefield for clients in the sense that it's their 2021 tax return, right? Right. So you sold a piece of property, you sold a business, you had capital gains in your portfolio. Yes. All of that is getting tacked into. Did you say you sold a house. You sold property? a house, yeah. Uh, your adjusted gross income, which is then affecting your cost of Medicare. And. I'm, I'm remembering a client a number of years ago that my dear assistant, Nancy, said, you know, so-and-so's on hold. He would really like to talk to you because he's very upset about the, the increases from those people in Washington on the cost of his Medicare. And it was now going to be $437 <laughs> a month for he and his wife when it was used to be 140 And, I mean, he was red hot. Yeah. And I said, I understand you're upset, but do you remember the piece of property that you sold last year? And you had a half a million dollar capital gain? Well, yeah, but what does that have to do with this? It has actually, it has everything to do with this. Right. That is what drove your income up. That's what drove the cost of your Medicare up. Right. And the only solace in this is I can tell you that unless you do that again this year, which he wasn't, that your Medicare will adjust, adjust. and go back down. Right. So there's planning opportunity number one for folks is that it is not the income in the year that you are, you are starting your Medicare. Right. Okay. So part A is free, part B has some cost. What's part C? Part C is what's referred to as Medicare Advantage plans. And Medicare Advantage plans are basically private companies that are contracted with Medicare. And Medicare is paying that plan, that carrier, to provide uh, basically all of your Medicare benefits. Okay. And so it's, it's if you will, privatizing Medicare. Okay. And then a Medicare Advantage plan is able to, in most cases, and it totally depends basically on the county that you live in, what the plans are that you have available to you based okay. on the county that you live in. Got it. And Medicare is paying th those carriers every month 
for you as a member of their plan, yep. whether or not you see the doctor. Okay. So Medicare is basically, I think of it in terms of Medicare sort of offloading the, the, the risk, or the, the, risk? the risk, the administration, everything to the private insurance carrier to offer your Medicare benefits. And in the private world, they're able to use those dollars in a way that generally speaking, they can offer you additional benefits above and beyond what Medicare would cover. Got it. Got it. So I think it's really important for people to understand that in Medicare Advantage, it is county specific. Yes. So just because Cousin Eddie, who lives outside of Chicago, is in a Medicare Advantage plan and raves about all of the features and benefits with that particular insurance company, that may not be what is offered in your county. Correct. Let alone, it may be the same carrier, but they may not have the same benefits due to oh, costs and what oh, have even, you. Even if you take a, a state, they're not going to have, a carrier is not going to have the same benefits in you know Sacramento County as they offer in San Diego County. Gotcha. I um, think that's- Necessarily. A, I mean, they may, but I think not that necessarily. If, if you're considering a Medicare Advantage plan, we'll talk more about that later, but I think that is another big factor to this is that I people- I think by nature want to assume simplicity, assume that what my parents had with their with their Medicare Advantage plan in Syracuse, New York, is the same as our friends up in Seattle or okay. your mom and dad in San Diego. Okay. I think there's a natural tendency for people to think that well, it's if, all the if, same. if sure. you if you get that, you know, why we that's what we should have available here too. Right. Well, big fact to disclose there is that's not the case. It's not. And right. and all of that is relative to, oh, hi, guess what? Money. And the cost of healthcare, if you will, you know, by county, let's just say. Sure. So in Kalamazoo if, versus Sacramento. Right. Versus Oswego County. Right. Um, look at that. I'm wow. Pulling, look at you pulling out the, out the pulling East Coast. Pulling out the county reference. The California kid. I know, right? Going right. to upstate New York. Right. <laughs> How about it? All right. So what is part D? Part D is uh, D for drugs. Part D is okay. for prescription drugs. All right. So, that, so they cover all my drugs. Yeah, ish. Okay. And that's the thing where where it comes to prescription drugs, it's highly unlikely that if you pulled 10, 10 people walking down the street, they would all be on the same prescription drugs. So the prescription drug piece of it is very, very individual. And it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all you know, situation. So there's lots of different prescription drug plans out there. And if you're, you know, an, another, and I don't know if you want to get into all this right now in terms of Medicare Advantage plans and all that kind of stuff, but I'll just suffice to say at this point that the majority of Medicare Advantage plans also include prescription drugs. Okay. So if you're living in a county that, let's say, you have five Medicare Advantage plans available to you, right? It's incumbent upon you to really do your research and see what those plans cover, mm -hmm. right? What the, what the benefits are, what you're paying for it, and what their formularies are. Because each one of those is going to have a different formulary. And so, in other words, what your drugs... Slow down. Slow down. What in the world... I was just getting on a roll. ...is a formulary? A formulary is essentially... It doesn't a, sound good. A list... It sounds like a condition. Formula, based on the formula. Oh, it's a formula. Formula. Now, it, it's it's essentially the, the list of drugs that a plan will cover. Okay. And then also kind of second second part of that is how much you would pay 
for said drug. Okay. So on, you know, prescription plan number one, maybe you would pay a $5 copay for your particular drug. Okay. That same drug on prescription plan number two might be a $10 copay. Okay. So, so it, there's homework that has to go into this. 100%. But and that's why the, it goes back to that whole like big old stack of mail that you get and everybody wanting you to enroll. Totally overwhelming. Um, because you are big money. Right. Right. This right. is big. I mean, there's 10,000 people a day that are turning 65. What? So 10,000 people a day. Oh, so my gosh. So this is... This is big business. This is big business. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm unclear on something. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. How, I mean, it can, is there a website? Is there something relative to the Part D that I can see what Medicare is going to cover for me and my medications when I'm 65? Well, just clarification, Medicare is not covering those drugs. Well, sure they are. So I paid into it for all these but years. Let's talk about that. Okay. So this is where I, th- I think personal opinion alert. I think it's somewhat misleading, dare I say, but because Medicare actually doesn't cover the prescriptions. When you have a prescription drug plan, yeah. it is offered through a private carrier. Okay. It's not offered or paid for or covered by Medicare itself. So if, if I'm 65 and I'm, on, and I'm on three or four medications, mm-hmm. Part D of Medicare isn't going to pay anything. I need a prescription drug plan of some kind. Yes. So that, again, that's why I think it's it's very, it's hard for people to understand and it's yeah. very misleading is that, you know, Medicare says there's four parts of Medicare, A, B, C, and D. Well, D may be a part of Medicare, but it's not paid for by Medicare. In order to have a Part D plan, you actually have to enroll in a prescription drug plan that is offered by a private carrier. Whew. Same with Medicare Part C. This Same with the Medicare so Advantage plan. Easy to understand, I think. Even sorry, have I already confused you? I'm oh my not. goodness! And I we live together. And we, and we live together. We talk about this stuff all the time, which okay. is very scary. So, Part Part D is confusing. Part A sounds simple. Part A is probably the simplest of it all. Part B has some wrinkle to it in terms of what it's going to cost and Correct. when does it when does that cost kind kick of in and kick in and, and, and right, blah, blah. Part C is the Medicare Advantage plan. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Part D is for drugs, right? right? C D is for, for cookie, right? Sorry, am I, am I even allowed to say is, Cookie Monster anymore? I, no, you're definitely cookie not. friend. You are that is canceled. Cookie friend that is canceled. He's not a it's monster. Not cookie. It's not cookie. It's kale friend. Kale. It's My kale, kale friend. friend. Right. <laughs> D is for drugs. Yes. And I mean, does the alphabet soup keep going? Does it go? Well, it does, but that's when it gets into Medicare supplements. So that's we're Medicare that's, supplements. That's so these ahead. are the that's vitamins that I take to feel better when I'm 65. No, let's just jumping ahead. But let's just, yeah. Okay. Wait, what'd you say? Those are the vitamins you take? Right. The supplements. Yeah, the supplements. We get supplements from the government to make us feel better when we're 65. Well, no. Something. Well, I guess it is. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Medicare right. all, is Medicare all, is supplementing all, your healthcare costs. All let's say that. joking aside, right. tell us about Medicare supplements. What are what exactly are those? So Medicare supplements are also they're it's basically an alternative to a Medicare Advantage plan. So I don't have a chart in front of me, but there's usually there's some visuals that I use to help describe and explain this a little bit better. So if you can imagine, you have to have Medicare Part A and Part B. Okay, so that's where you start. Yep. And once you decide, okay, I need to go on to Medicare, and we can, we'll talk a little bit more about that when, in cases when it, maybe it's not appropriate for you to enroll sure. in Medicare. 
once you know, okay, I'm going to Medicare, then you have to decide, am I going to go down the path of Medicare plus Medicare supplement and a prescription drug plan? Okay. Okay. That's one path. Yep. The other path is enrolling in a Medicare Advantage plan. Sure. And just or, a side note about the Medicare Advantage plans, again, just to be very clear here, the vast majority of them do include prescription drugs. Okay. So that's, um, if you will, an MAPD, Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plan. Gesundheit. There are actually standalone MA or Medicare Advantage plans. I personally has, have never seen any of those in California, but apparently they exist somewhere. I don't really know why anyone would enroll those, but anyway. MA. So MAPD, Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plan. So you have a choice. You enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan or you enroll in a Medicare supplement plus a prescription drug plan. The Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plan sounds like an all-inclusive to me. It is. It is. Okay. It's an all-inclusive. Pretend you're in Cabo. Got it. And and you're you're at the swim-up bar. And you're at the swim-up bar and I get my prescription drugs and whatever else. Right. Okay. Yes. So that that has some appeal to me conceptually. We're going sure. to talk more about the pluses and minuses of this. Yeah. And then you have the Medicare supplement plan. Yes. What about that? Plus How do I... a prescription drug plan. So first of all, you cannot have both. Okay. So you have to decide. All right. So and you, with the with the Medicare supplement plan, that sounds like something I'm paying for. Well, you're paying for the Medicare Advantage plan too, depending on where you live. Sometimes there are there are some Medicare Advantage plans that actually do have a zero premium, and you would pay copays when you see the doctor. Usually, and this is where I say it, it all depends on the plans that are available where you live. Right. Can't so, emphasize that enough. That yeah, just so it's whether you're in San Diego upon, County or Oswego County, there could be very different right. costs for anything of which we're talking about and, today. And personally, I don't know anyone who would rather live in Oswego County. New York than San Diego, Sorry, County, Cheryl. California, except for Cheryl So and Randall the, and Alexander. The Medicare supplement plan, shout out to my family. <laughs> the Medicare supplement world is, to me, what is so incredibly confusing and client-specific, mm-hmm. right? So those are the two ends of the barbell, as we've talked about. But I think the where it tends to get really complicated listening to the stories that you tell about client situations mm-hmm is what I'm going to call a middle lane. Mm-hmm. If you call one the left lane and one the right lane, the middle lane is if the employer, your employer, your spouse's employer. Look at you coming up with a new little uh, Hey, way, I am fully to... caffeinated today. Wow. That wow. Pete's coffee today that was like good. a main a main line, just <laughs> let's go. Uh, the middle lane with the complexity of an employer or a former employer's sure. yep. potential benefit yep. or you're 65, you're still working yep. or the spouse is working and you're covered under the spouse's plan and yep. it rains and the blah, blah, blah. Yep. holy smokes. Yeah. Let's, that's a let's whole, go yeah. there. That's a whole nother thing. And I, you know, I think in, in California, we tend to see more people working past 65 and maybe that's because it's so darn expensive to live in California. But, uh, you know, but a lot of people that I run into are working past 65 and they have employer group coverage. And it's impossible to say everyone should do this or everyone should do that. Sure. But it's certainly something to be aware of that. And this is, I, I think, where a lot of people don't understand, especially if you're working and past 65, if you're working for a large company, so more than 20 people, you technically don't have to enroll in Medicare. Now, there are ins and outs with regard to you could enroll in Part A because it's free. 
right? So you could enroll just in part A and not enroll in part B if you wanted just to continue on your current employer group plan. Again, for for, uh, employers that are 20, 20 and over. But then another nuance there is if your employer group plan is a high deductible plan and you're contributing to an HSA or a health savings account, once you enroll in any part of Medicare, you can no longer contribute to an HSA. What? What? Yeah, that's a lot. This is a thing that a lot of people landmine. Don't, a, lot of, a lot of people know. Yeah, there's there's a landmine. There's landmine. A, there's a landmine. So so you know what this all sounds like to me. This all sounds like there's crackers. There's crackers that slip the rosin and drops inside. I mean, I I can't. <laughs> Wait, who's the re- who is that? Is oh, that is a, that a Steve a, Lesser thing? That's is a, that a, no, that's oh. a that's a reference way back oh. to. I'm not even sure what movie that comes from. It, oh, it's, it's a movie. Probably something with Steve Martin. I thought Steve it was Martin. like a Dungeons and Dragons thing that you no, guys did. Dear when you God, were no, <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Uh, wow, Fun that's fact, really me Jim back. actually played yeah, Dungeons I, I and Dragons. I, I admit. And the scariest part about that is I actually married you. Well, I didn't play and for I think long. I, I think I might have known and that. It was fact mostly my when friends. I agreed to marry you. My friends that played. Oh, wasn't blame it on the friends. Full blame it on the friends. So sorry, not nothing. No, no, uh, no, nothing against no, nothing our D&D against, friends. Nothing against no. our D&D friends. So how in the world is someone supposed to decipher the magic key code for all of this? Because the, the other thing, just to kind of throw it out there and with both clients and 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 folks that you've just been introduced to, there also f- seems to be this time pressure. Yeah. That people feel. Yeah. And they don't know there's this little window that, frankly, I think removes the time pressure. But everybody kind of comes in a little, a little. Well, just yeah, that's because like a lot of. On the, on the time clock. And a, and a lot of what you get in the mail and, and you read about, there are time constraints, if you will. I feel like a lot of the, the mailers, you know, often are kind of using that as. Sure, a, scarcity. A, yeah, as a, a scare tactic. Right. Oh, I have to make a decision. Okay, I got, you know, five pieces of mail from, you know, carrier XYZ. So I go to enroll, I'm gonna enroll in that plan. So what is that window? I know you talk about the three here in the month of and the three after, but then there's penalties if I don't do this and I don't stand on my head and drink water in a timely manner and right. what what what's that all about? There's a lot of this is so yet another confusing landmine. part of Medicare and landmine is there's a lot of different enrollment periods. So the enrollment period, first of all, that you're mainly referring to is your initial enrollment period. So this is when the average person, if you will, is turning 65. So there's a seven-month window that you have to enroll in Medicare without any kind of penalties. Okay. So that is three months before you turn 65, the month you turn 65, and three months after you turn 65. So if you enroll in Medicare during that seven month initial enrollment period, you get a free toaster. Then you are actually get a free set of Ginsu knives. Oh no no get it right. Not to be confused. No with no, the no 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 no. We're not giving away Ginsu. Co- We're giving away Cutco knives. knives. I use levity a lot to just kind of lighten up the mood, and particularly when things get complicated. But you you need to understand that there you don't get anything from Medicare like knives or toasters or any of these silly things that I referenced. That is that is all just a little bit of levity. So for our friends in compliance, that was not intended to be an offer of any kind, just a little bit of humor to lighten up the mood. 
So not what to happens- even confuse that a little bit more, but again, maybe here's a little tidbit for people out there. This is a little unknown, unknown fact or not very well-known fact, I should say. If your birthday happens to fall on the very first day of a month, yeah, that means you are actually eligible ahead of time. So let's say, for example, and we have a client I'm working with right now, her birthday is, is December, December 1st. 1st. Yes. Yes. So in her case, she is eligible for Medicare as of November 1st. So it kind of changes the timeline a little bit for those of you whose birthdays are on the very first day of the month. So something that's to a little be aware bonus of. for the, uh, the the first day of the month something people. To, something to be aware of. Meaning yes. you get like an extra, you get like a bonus month of Medicare? A bonus month of Medicare. You don't really get a bonus month of Medicare, but you just, you start, you start a month earlier. You start so, a month earlier. So it's just, again, something to be aware of. So if you apply, let's say in that case, your birthday is December 1st. And let's say you apply because you can apply. Let's just say you you don't know that, right? And and <laughs> you and you apply that. for Medicare in September. If your birthday is, you're thinking you can do that. If your birthday is in December, right? And you think, okay, then I'm going to apply, and my my Medicare is going to start December first because my birthday is December first. You're going to start. Medicare, November 1st. How about it? So you just kind of have to get your ducks in a row and understand that. Yeah. Okay. So that's confusing as could be. Just Yeah. That's just, the, uh, the, again, the three, a little, little known, little known fact, little landmine. The first of the month and the, so this is all just the enrollment period to get, to get the party that's started. That's one of the enrollment periods, but yes, that's the initial the enrollment initial period. The initial enrollment period to sign up for Medicare. Right. Okay. So then. The thing that's important about that is that if you're applying for a Medicare supplement, to go along with your original Medicare, which again, original Medicare is part A and As part B is Medicare. As our kids might say, OG Medicare. OG Medicare, exactly. Right. The thing that's important about that time frame is that you can then enroll in a Medicare supplement plan in what's called guaranteed issue. So there are- This sounds very important. There are not, it is very important. So in other words, you would not be subject to any kind of underwriting. So let's say you have health concerns and health wow. conditions. And that's- That's, that's a, a big deal. Yeah. So it's important to to, to pay attention to so that. So let, let's slow this down again. So mm-hmm. that is on, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm confused. Imagine that. If I sign up for Medicare Part A and B- mm-hmm in this window, this initial enrollment period window, I can then select a Medicare supplement plan and enroll. Is that the right Correct. phraseology? Yes. First of all, you have to enroll in Medicare. Sure. So you have to enroll in Medicare Part A and B. Then Check. You, I'm you doing get, that in my window. Yep. yep you get, and I'm, not, and then I'm you, born on the fourth. I'm you, not born on the first. So right, I'm, I'm in my, my window. Right. So now I want to enroll in, I've got this fantastic advisor that's helping me select a Medicare supplement plan. Oh my gosh, is her name Beth Gebhardt? It is. She's the co-owner of, uh, (laughs) and I've found the plan that I want. And if I enroll in this window, right, this seven-month window? Yes. There's no underwriting. There's no underwriting. Well, okay, let's just, I just want to super clarify this. There it's is never, issue. there's never, no, 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 there's never any underwriting for enrolling in Medicare. I don't want people to be thinking Understood. that. Understood. Okay. Enrolling in Medicare doesn't matter, you know, any any kind of pre-existing right. conditions. Right. Have, not a thing. Okay. What What's important about that initial enrollment period is that you understand that that is when you're first signing up for Medicare, that's when you have a guaranteed issue for signing up 
for Medicare supplement plan, so, which means that you don't have to go through underwriting to qualify for that supplement. So that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's that's important for people to know. I mean, I don't have statistics to say what percentage of 65 year olds have something. I don't either. Have but, some health condition, let alone right. more than one. Right. But I've got to imagine it's a it's a pretty significant number. Yeah. So that window is really important in terms of looking at the options that you have in the, in the Medicare supplement market. And then that's where you, you may or may not add on a prescription drug plan. Eh. Oh, okay. I would, I would say you have to add on a prescription drug plan. Okay. Because this is another area where there are, there are potential penalties. So even if you don't take prescription drugs, once you become eligible for Medicare and you enroll in Medicare, and let's say you decide, if we go back to my, you know, what I was explaining before, you have two paths, right? Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement plus a prescription drug plan. So if you decide you're going to go down the Medicare Supplement path, you enroll in your Medicare Supplement, you also need to enroll in a prescription drug plan. It's a separate, so if you will, a standalone prescription drug plan. So you would have- It's like a separate policy. It's like separate policy. Exactly. Exactly. So I have so my homeowner's policy and I have my, my, my auto. automobile policy. Yes. So it's- they, You have your Medicare supplement and, and a different card. So you have your Medicare supplement ID card. Yep. And then you'd also have your prescription drug ID card. Got it. And also you would have your- Your med, OG. Your, your, your OG Medicare red, white, and blue card. That's just this silly- Yes. Original gangster reference yes. that our kids use yes. all the time. And I don't think it's just our kids. It's a lot of kids. Makes me feel old. Yeah. Okay. So that window again, if, oh, oh, sorry. So what happens if I don't enroll in a prescription drug plan within that seven month window? Well, it's actually not really that seven month window, but there's another little thing about prescription drug plans. Landmine. Medicare talks about it in terms of credit. Cre it was hard for me to say this creditable coverage, creditable coverage, creditable, creditable, creditable coverage. And so Medicare wants you to have creditable coverage. You can't go without creditable coverage for 63 days, 63 days, 63 days, not what 64 days. What if your birthday days, is the first of the month? <laughs> no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. This is That's clear just, as mud. So if you say to yourself, well, I don't take any prescription drugs. I don't need a prescription drug plan, blah, blah, blah. I would encourage you to rethink that and to actually look for a prescription drug plan. And there are definitely prescription drug plans out there that are very cost effective. Well, like we, I'm talking like a woman, 10 bucks, you know, under we, 10 bucks. We a met month. a woman last week who is yes. 77. She doesn't take any prescription drugs. Yes. But she's on a plan that's like $2 a month. She said she's on a plan that's like, yeah, two or $3 right. a month. So because she like, doesn't take any prescriptions, prescriptions at this time. Right. However, if she started taking prescriptions, and she added a prescription drug plan on her 78th birthday that wasn't the first of the month, what happens? Well, you can only change your prescription drug plans once a year. Of course. I feel like I'm in an Abbott Costello right. who's on first <laughs> scenario. So that's kind of the whole annual enrollment period, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about that Let's, as well. You know well. what? Let's just put it out there now. We've got this so beautifully mapped out and road mapped. Okay. What, what is that about? The annual enrollment period. So here's a, a not a, my initial enrollment not period. Not your initial, not to be confused with your initial enrollment period. This is an annual enrollment period. It's the Medicare annual enrollment period. You will also see it referred to as the Medicare open enrollment period. Oh dear. And where I think that gets really ultimately confusing is that there is also an what they refer to as an MA open enrollment period. 
or a Medicare Advantage open enrollment period, which is completely separate. That's in January. That's for three months in January. So I like to refer to the time in the fall as the annual enrollment period. And it essentially starts October 15th and goes to December 7th. And that's every year. What doth I do during that time so of year? So the main things that the Medicare annual enrollment period, in, I'll, I'll specifically say the one in the fall so that you don't get confused with open enrollment period. So the one in the fall that starts on October 15th and goes to December 7th is, is for an opportunity for people that are enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, also known as a Part C plan, also known as some people refer to them as bundled plans. Some people refer to them as Medicare HMOs. That's oh what we used gosh, to refer to them almighty. back in the day. So those are all the same thing, okay? But essentially they are Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage plans. prescription drug plans, MAPDs. MAPDs. Right? So that this enrollment period in the fall allows you to basically look at other plans other Medicare Advantage plans that you have available to you in your in county. your county in your service area yeah and see oh well maybe there's another plan that's better for me or you know one of the things that can happen with Medicare Advantage plans is they can have a change in their network of doctors so we haven't talked really about that aspect of Medicare I Advantage. think we'll save that for a glass of wine okay yeah um, it's five o'clock somewhere somewhere. So, but actually that's a super important part of Medicare Advantage is understanding that. Who, and, and the doctors and that. the fact that you have, when you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, you are agreeing to see the doctors that are contracted with that plan. Which may or may not be. Which may or may not be your doctor. Yeah. Is that what you were going yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. To? Yeah. And so those are contracts. So medical group, you know, there's a medical group, the, the carrier, the Medicare Advantage plan has a contract with, let's say a medical group. Typically, they would have contracts, depending on the sure. area, with multiple medical groups. Sure. Those can change. Those contracts can change. Right. They do change. They, they do change. And as a matter of fact, I had a client in the office the other day, and he showed me this letter saying that, you know, referring to UCSF and one of the contracts was that was changing there. And it had him a little freaked out. It did have him a little freaked out. It really didn't apply to him. It applied to his previous employer, employer group coverage. Uh-huh. So now that he's on Medicare, it doesn't really apply to him. Right. But yet again, it sort of like took him off guard, you know, and rightly so, because he's got a lot of health things going on, you know, wants to continue to go to UCSF. Which, and the doctors that he's been working with for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. UCSF. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is those contracts can change. And and so it's something that you want to be paying attention to. So let's say that your the the group of doctors the medical group that your physician belongs to is no longer be going to be contracted with the carrier that the Medicare Advantage plan that you are that you're enrolled in maybe during the annual enrollment period that's an opportunity to find another Medicare Advantage plan that might be contracted with your doctor got it the other thing i'm thinking of is the fact that you know something that happens when people retire like 65ish is they move. Yes. How does moving or the snowbird or the, you know, how yeah, does the that Yeah, the moving and the snowbird's a big thing. So, so like we said, Medicare Advantage plans, they are county specific or service area specific. So if you move, so let's say you move from San Diego, California to Onondaga County, New York, your Medicare Advantage plan, you would no longer be able to be enrolled in the Medicare, and you were enrolled in the Medicare Advantage plan when you're in San Diego, Okay. Let's just make that assumption. So if you moved 
you would have a special enrollment period. Here's another enrollment period. Oh, landmine. Yeah. And this is for, for moving. Because my birthday's on the first? For moving. Yeah. No, it has nothing to do with that this time. So you would have a special enrollment period that allowed you to enroll in a different plan. And Be- at this because point- Because I moved. Because you moved. And at this point, also, you would have an opportunity to either enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan in your new county or- you could be eligible to enroll in a Medicare supplement plus a prescription drug plan without underwriting. Okay. This is a big factoid that I think people need to be familiar with yes. on on the, spe- what would you call it, a special enrollment special period? Special enrollment period for, for m- moving out of the area. Got it. Are there other special enrollment periods? Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot. Well, the retiree or the you know loss of employer group coverage is also a special enrollment period. Okay. There's special. So if I retired at 68 and I had group coverage Mm -hmm. that I was carrying forward until I retired at 68 and I no longer had the group coverage, maybe I just had part A of Medicare. Medicare. Sure. So that's another special enrollment period when I'm now officially retired and no longer have group coverage. So then you have a special enrollment period that allows you to enroll in a Medicare supplement plan and prescription drug plan without underwriting. Wow. Are there other, or you could are enroll, there other ones? Or you could enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan. So that's why it's just it's incumbent upon you, the listener, you the, you know, you the general you, to understand what the differences are between Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare supplement plans and understand what, you know, where what what path again going back to my original point about the path yeah. and which which path kind of three lanes which path is right. the the um, the best for you got it because then also that gets into another point that you just brought up about traveling so if or if you have a second home so i don't recommend people if they have a second home so let's say they live you know they live in well we have the one client that lives in san francisco but they have a home in hawaii right So in that case, they're enrolled in a Medicare supplement plan so that they can access. So so just using that client as an example, they have a Medicare supplement. But let's say they had a Medicare Advantage plan. They lived in San Francisco, and then they are spending six months at their home in Hawaii. They would only be covered in Hawaii for urgent and emergency care. If they had a situation where uh, they had a doctor that they were seeing kind of more on a regular basis for care, for ongoing care in Hawaii, then that would not be covered by their Medicare Advantage plan that they're enrolled in in their main service area in San Francisco. So that's going to be interesting to see in this new era of telemed and Zoom appointments and all that you can do with medicine. Yeah. Let's just go down that route and say that we're retired six months of the year in Hawaii. That sounds sounds pretty spectacular. You could still Zoom, we could still Zoom or have telemed appointments with our doctors in the Bay Area. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that still is very dependent on the doctor and and the, and the and the medical group and the kind of system, if you will, that the medical group has. Yeah. So, um, and, and certainly some of the carriers also have tel- what they refer to as teledoc um, services, but that would be not necessarily with your own particular doctor. Got it. Sure. Because you're so, in a Medicare Advantage. No, not or, even a Medicare Advantage plan. It doesn't, okay. doesn't really matter. I think that the, generally speaking, the, you know, Zoom with your doctor has more to do specifically with your doctor and the medical group that the doctor is associated with and how they've set up their practice. Okay. Got it. 
So one of the other things I was hoping you could do for us is we've clearly demonstrated how complex all of this is. But what's a good example of a client that was just kind of a seven iron down the middle? I love the golf reference, seven iron down the middle. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, another example of where it's pretty, pretty straightforward, um, but also required some planning. You know, client who retired basically 18 months ahead of time. And so that he could take advantage of COBRA before he turned 65. So he was he was ready to retire. He, he was, was ready done, to retire. He was done working, mm-hmm. said that's enough, mm-hmm. wasn't going to somehow finish the marathon till 65. Right. So timed it in such a way where he retired at 63 and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. The was eligible month, for COBRA. Eligible for COBRA. For COBRA months. kicked in for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Right. Therefore, it took him to the to the magic age of 65. But he had his three-month window. Well, then he had his, his initial enrollment period. So he was able to time it so that he enrolled in Medicare, which starts the first day of the, the month he turned 65, and unless your birthday is on the first of the month. And so then his his he timed it so that his his COBRA, if you will, ran COBRA coverage ran out the month he turned 65, and that's when Medicare kicked in. And then we also got him enrolled in a supplement ahead of time so that his supplement kicked in in the same month that that Medicare did. So, and the prescription drug plan. So it was all planned out. So so you can, you, you certainly can do that. Yeah, um, and that seems like the way to go. Yeah, and you know, the one thing to note about COBRA, just want to make a special note here because I've seen this happen, which it's a little odd, but does happen. So in that story I'm, we're just talking about, that's when a client had COBRA prior to turning 65. I've been involved in a situation, someone called me up and was asking for some help with a situation where it was a CPA who had a client that was uh, 70 years old and she retired and she took COBRA. And the thing you want to be aware of here is that COBRA, if you're over 65 and retired, you know, Medicare doesn't recognize COBRA as credible coverage. So something to be very aware of. And in Plan that nine. in that case, if, you know, if I had been involved earlier with when she was, you know, making those decisions, I definitely would have advised her to not take COBRA at the age of 70, but to enroll in Medicare because it's not credible coverage and it's outside her initial enrollment period and she doesn't have another enrollment period. She has to wait until the regular Medicare open enrollment period, which is in January. So January through March. January through March. And as I remember that specific client situation, her COBRA expired in April. Correct. Of the previous year. So she was out without any kind of... She was... She did have Medicare Part A, but... She she had Medicare Part A, but that's just, again, that's just hospitalization and... Correct. And... Urgent care, Correct. emergency room. What Correct. did you say? Part A for hospitalization. Yeah. Primarily. So the, yeah, the, the rest of her medical needs were exposed to the fact that she didn't have Medicare, nor did she have any other health insurance coverage. Right. Which would have all been out of pocket for her. Right. So that's a little that's a little scary. Because her co- her COBRA ran out. Yes, it yeah. is scary. And wow. also and also she's gonna be subject to penalties because she didn't enroll in Medicare. When she should have. So there's penalties? Yes. So there's a couple different penalties that you need to be aware of. There's one having specifically to do with not enrolling in Part B when you're eligible to enroll in Part B. 
And then there's another penalty that is specifically to prescription drug plan and not enrolling in a prescription drug plan when going without prescription drug coverage. So wow, lots to complex, be aware. Of. Complex, lots, lots complex. Aware of. There's so much here. We yeah. could do this for days. Are there <laughs> other super critical components to what we're talking about that you want to make sure that we we cover in this? episode of our 14-part mega-series on Medicare? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's important that people understand, you know, that don't get caught up in the frenzy of all of the advertising. And, you know, do your research. There's a, you know, Medicare.gov is actually a very, there's a lot of information on Medicare.gov. There's also what's referred to as the State Health Insurance Assistant Program, and that's a SHIP for short. So these are, you know, resources that you have available to you that you can you can look into. State. State health, health insurance. Insurance yeah, program. Assistant pro, assistance programs. SHIP. Right. SHIP, yeah. Okay. And, you know, go on Medicare.gov, you know, and, and really also when you're, you know, when you're, when you're searching for information, make sure that you're looking at credible resources online. I would you know, rely more on Medicare.gov than I would on, uh, you know, a rando, uh, a rando website. Another little sidebar is that Medicare has, Medicare, first of all, is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have found that Medicare is not that bad in terms of trying to reach somebody. Okay. The other thing that's interesting is you can set up your Medicare, you can set up a Medicare.gov account if you're on Medicare and Medicare.gov has a chat feature. And I have found the chat feature to be a... That's valuable. A good resource. Wow. A good resource. And you can... The reason I like the chat feature is because it's documented. So if you're asking a very specific question, you can put it in the chat feature and get a response. Sometimes sometimes they're... And it's not a bot. It's a person. Sometimes the responses are a little more general or, you know, a cut and paste of a rule or whatever. But if you really want to press the issue, you can try to get your question specifically answered and then you have and then print that out. So you have that documentation That's if you advice. ever have if you ever have yeah. a, a dispute on yeah. on something down the road. OK, what is this has been swimming around in my head for a while. What is the number one question you get asked about Medicare? <sighs> I think it's specifically around, first of all, how does it work? Okay. People don't understand how it works. Okay. And how much am I going to pay for it? Okay. And what are my choices? So that wasn't the number one question. Those were the three top questions. Well, that's helpful because- but Those are those are the three, yeah. Because, I again, going back to my initial point that I think people have an expectation that Medicare is going to be easy. Right. It's going to be simple. Yes. Right? And straightforward. And, and it, straightforward. It's not necessarily- And it's just, as we've way. identified, it, there, there's a lot of technical- aspects in terms of all of this stuff. And I think we got to put it out there for those of you, what states are you licensed in? California, Oregon, and Nevada. So for those members of the financial sobriety community that may individually or a loved one, a neighbor, friend, cousin, coworker that has issues, questions related to their Medicare situation, and they are approaching 65 or in the in the magic seven month window right let's have them reach out to uh, my email address which is Jim at your financial sobriety.com just you know drop us your question and sure either we can talk base one-on-one or maybe we can address future questions in the podcast depending yeah, if we get sure. a, 
a slew because this is, I just keep coming back to the fact that it's so lifestyle specific. Yes. It's so individually specific to what your circumstances are. And because of this desire for people to want to keep it simple, you know, they're talking with their next door neighbor at the mailbox who may be the same age and is on a different plan or their spouse has coverage through work or what the heck it is. And then they go and they don't have those same options and they get frustrated. Right. But that's where this is just, it's not a one size fits all solution. No, it's not. Part A, as you've described it, sounds like it's the most one size fits all. Right. After that, you go into the, you know, into the custom, custom design mm -hmm. section of Medicare. Different nuances. Where all these nuances apply. Mm -hmm. And that's why I keep coming back to this minefield and these landmines because people don't know this stuff. Right. Right. So hopefully this has been a, a really valuable public service announcement for our tribe today. Beth Gebhardt, who happens not only to be my wife, but also my partner on the subject of all things Medicare at Gebhardt Group. Can Usually look you her call up. me your bride. I do, but you don't like it when I use that. You can, you can say that. All right. That's all. Also my bride next week of 26 years. You can find her on... Uh, 26 years of sheer bliss. Absolutely. <laughs> Four kids and a dog. Uh GebhardtGroupInc.com is our wealth management group, which is where Beth spends most of her time. But it is awesome having you in studio today. Matthew would have had lots to share. I'm sure he would have. But we're going to say is that. The, this is the quietest Matthew's ever been. Uh, true. Uh, this, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the letter M for Medicare. Yeah. And with that. Good night, Cookie Monster. That's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.